I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And um, we've got a new Marvel show. We do. Yay. It's Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. There's been three episodes. And I feel very lackluster about it. Yeah, we'll get into it uh, real quick. The stats, it's airing right now. So what are we? April? April 2022. Uh, yep. It's directed by so far there's only three people listed so we have justin benson muhammad diab sorry i got your name wrong i'm sure aaron moorhead um and the writing is a little over the place so i guess i'll just go with the people who are listed for six episodes we have danielle imam iman doug monek he's written twice oh he created the character and whatever uh don perlin that's it. Oh, sorry. Jeremy Slater. Okay. Those are the people listed for six episodes. And then the cast, we have Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow. May Callumway? Callumway? Uh, as Layla Elfuli. Uh, F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. And I'm not going to read the rest because we haven't really met them yet. Because it says there's like Anne and David and I don't recognize I feel recognize like those them. are side people probably yeah. that we may have met, but I don't know. They have not been big, big players. Because so far in three episodes, it really has only surrounded like three or four people. Yeah. And it feels interesting because you're like, Oscar Isaac. So, okay. So Moon Knight, the character, um, he is the avatar of the Egyptian god Khonshu mm-hmm. and... Um, the person is Mark Spector who has DID and, Mm -hmm. um, dissociative identity disorder, previously known as multiple personality disorder. And, um, one of Mark's alters is a man named Stephen Grant. Mm -hmm. And what I think was interesting about the show is that they started us off with Stephen, that... Right. Even though Steven is an alter and not necessarily the host, like, that's the character we met first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had these, like, you can tell off the bat that he is suffering from something because he's, like, got all of the, this stuff set up around his uh, apartment mm-hmm. to test if he's been anywhere, like, mm-hmm. he's chained himself to his bed there's like sand around the bed tape on the door this whole thing um because i think how i've read it is that he's having dreams about the things that mark is doing yeah and the way that i heard it set up is or kind of like explained and set up is um Sorry, that thought really just left. Mark uh, only comes out at night, or like according to how Stephen perceives it, and he only comes out at night when he sleeps. So he thinks he just has like a really bad sleeping disorder. Yes, of some sort. Yeah, Yeah. like that's how it reads at first is that he yeah has a sleeping disorder or something. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know the character, like yeah, you're gonna think that. But, like, that's not how DID works. It's not like one falls asleep and the other one... The other one, one like, like, wakes up like, like a vampire. Yeah. Um, it's... 
I, I, okay. I think we've talked about this before. There has been another character with DID. I think it was in Jessica Jones. Yes. Mary. Yeah. Yes. Um, who had DID and we had a whole DID, DID discussion with her as well. I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube not too long ago where yeah. I was just watching all the DID YouTubers. Well, I'm glad someone was educated on it because really Mary was my only reference point for what Moon Knight was doing. Yeah. So um, DID is a really like traumatic condition Mm. to have because Mm -hmm. the cause of it is repeated childhood trauma and it can only Mm. develop during like a small time when you're very very young and your brain hasn't like fully developed into one consciousness Mm-hmm. So okay. when that repeated trauma happens, it's like your blame, your blame, your brain kind of splits apart into these different um, personalities, different mm-hmm. alters, which is the mm-hmm. accurate term that you use for the different like people um, right. in a system, and that's the the survival mechanism and there's a lot of different like roles that each altar will have like a protector or trauma holder or host Mm. or persecutor there's a lot of different like moving parts to did and Mm. some some systems uh which is what you call like someone with did who have multiple altars like um, oh right so some systems have an inner world so that's where the altars like live when someone is fronting um mm. and they're not obviously um mm-hmm. there's like something called co-conscious um where one altar is fronting so like they're in the body mm. And mm-hmm. then there might be, like, another altar, like, very close to the front, but not Is that what fronting. Moon Knight's trying to do? So I think that's what's ha- been happening, like, okay. in season, not season two, episode two, when yeah. Mark and Steven are more aware, aware of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like that is what I thought. I was like, oh, maybe they're co-conscious right now. Right. Um, so I think there are a lot of aspects to dissociative identity disorder that's happening mm-hmm. to my knowledge, which is not a lot, just like from what I've learned. And honestly, right. everything I said is like accurate to my knowledge, but I might have said something wrong. You know, like I right. don't want to be out here being like, I'm the authority. No, right. this is right. my cursory research from like my... <laughs> youtube hole that i went down learning about it um right and that's like my understanding of the disorder walking into moon knight that makes sense um which is more than i have as i've said so this is this is the baseline that we're going to be working with um i'm surprised i haven't seen more discourse about how moon knight is handling did um just because it seems like a topic that would come up in like think pieces and like 
um, videos and people who would want to talk about these things. Um, but as far as I can tell, it's better than... Because I know DID, and I'm thinking specifically of the M. Night Shyamalan, Split. has been used... Is that the movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's been used as this like horror movie scapegoat um, kind of a situation. And I know that like... From what I've seen so far, uh, just, you know, the people way the way people talk about Moon Knight, that's, the show is doing better than at least that. Yeah, so the way that DID is typically portrayed, and I know we haven't really gotten into the meat of the show yet, but I feel like this is a yeah. big aspect of the show that needs to be it's a huge aspect. spoken about, you know? Um, the way that DID has been portrayed in the past is, like, DID is a very scary... Um, disorder because there's an evil altar and the evil altar is like mm-hmm. a serial killer or something you know very dr jekyll mr hyde very dr situation. jekyll mr hyde and like multiple 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 times on like criminal minds there was always at least once a season a character with a did uh. um who was a serial killer and for a lot of people like that's the only understanding of someone with did that you're ever gonna have is uh, i saw it on the scary murder show that people with did kill people right um and they can't help it it's because they're sick it's because of their sickness that they kill people right right um and that's horrific like yeah that's not good also i guess when you put it like that moon knight plays into it a little it plays into it a little but i think the difference is that it's not, he's not killing people because of the, the DID. Like, right. He's a, he's an assassin. He is a mercenary he, already. He's already an assassin and he has DID. Right. Yeah. And I guess the Mary from Jessica Jones, same thing. Like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, these people, they're not, they're not killing because of the DID. And I think that's where the framing of it is different. I actually mm, did just see a TikTok sense. earlier today or last night of someone saying like I have DID. I've watched the first 3 episodes and so far it looks like this is like very good representation for people with DID because like mm. they were watching and they were like I experienced that. I experience starting my day and then all of a sudden everything goes black and it's 3 days later and I'm doing something completely different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they switched they switched out a different right. altar came up and um right they per- lived yeah the lived life, the life finished the day and yeah. that was it um so and and for a lot of people so an, another thing that's accurate to it at least to my knowledge from what i've seen um actually since i'm you know out here talking about the youtubers i'm gonna just name a few that i learned a lot from um dissocia mm. did is really good um uh multiplicity in me the entropy system they don't post anymore but their youtube channel is still completely up um and i learned a mm. lot from them a few years ago like there's there's a lot of did like informational youtube channels out there that mm fight to break down the stigmas of DID and like those are just like three off the top of my head that I think were really instrumental in like what I was learning from about it from them you know Mm -hmm. um and I really like their channels um Anthony Padilla has this has an episode of his show on YouTube like I spent a day with people with multiple personalities um which is Mm -hmm. good so um I would say you know 
check those people out. Um, and so from what I've learned from those people is that like, it does take a while, um, sometimes to like figure out that you have DID. Like you don't, because of the Mm -hmm. way the, the the disorder works, um, because of the Mm -hmm. way it works, um, often the person who is the host is kept in the dark about having the disorder because Mm -hmm. they are the, like, the designated one that almost like all the other alters kind of decide to protect. Um, Oh, okay. And, like, who is the host can change, but um, Mm -hmm. at least, like, in childhood, it's almost like one alter is given, like, the trauma is taken away. Like, they don't hold the trauma, they don't have memories of the trauma to almost, like, give them Mm -hmm. a chance to have a childhood. And some other alter might be the one that holds all the trauma and the traumatic memories. Um, Mm -hmm. And some alters, like, share the memories, some don't. Like, it's, like, a very complicated, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure I'm, like, butchering that explanation, and, like, there are a lot of other... Uh, right. Like, if you go on YouTube and watch those people, they're going to have a way better explanation of it than I am. But, like, that's my understanding mm-hmm. of it. So it makes sense that, like, we are kind of learning with Steven that mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. has DID. And Mark is clearly right. aware that he has DID because he knew about Steven going into right. the deal with Khonshu. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like, that's, I don't know, background about DID. <laughs> I mean, that was really helpful uh, because I think the show, even though I, it, like, yeah, the portrayal is helpful, we are on this journey with Steven to, like, to start with, um, at least in, like, the first yeah. episode and a half, you know? So having that background of what he's experiencing helps a lot because, you know, when you're in the POV of the main character, yeah. you don't you don't have any of the answers. And the way I'm reading it, honestly, is that Steven and Mark are co-hosts. Because multi- more than one alter can mm-hmm. be the host as well. Because um, mm-hmm. I think it just means, like, who fronts in the body the most. Again, that might not be accurate, right. but... Um, so I'm kind of reading them both as, like, hosts right now. Yeah. So far, that's the situation. And then, like, uh, in what, was it the third episode? There was, like, foreshadowing there might be yeah. another alter. There's definitely a third alter. Um, I've, so we'll I've learned his name. His name is Jake. Oh, okay. Um, from the comic books. I think Jake Loxley or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And I think that there are a lot of, like, little things that make sense. So, like, Mark is, like, I think, like, the body's legal name, right? So, like, Mark Spector mm, is... I see, yeah. The body's legal name and, like, Mark Spector, the child, right. is how, like, everything started, right? Um, right. So it makes sense that... Um, Steven has this kind of like hokey accent you know like he says like (laughs) weird things and like I think there have been like I haven't seen a lot of it but I think there have been like some British people being like why does Steven talk like that yeah that's what one of my friends said he was like yeah Oscar Isaac has a really bad accent but I guess it makes sense because it's what like an American person would think a British person sounds like exactly it's like Mark Spector, the child, was watching, like, British TV Mm -hmm. or something. And when the altar of Stephen Grant was created, it was what Mm -hmm. they thought um, 
right. a British accent sounded like. Um, yeah. Like, for example, the um, Multiplicity in Me is one of the YouTubers, uh, the DID systems I watch on um, on YouTube. And one of their alters is called Jake. And they're, like, mm-hmm. they're from Wales. Like, they're Welsh. But they watched a lot of Disney Channel growing up. So one of their alters, uh, the protector Jake, has an, a general, like, Hollywood, American, Disney Channel accent. Right, right. Because, like, yeah. that's how, how like, that's she projected how formed. into, like, projected right. Jake into existence or whatever. I don't, how Jake right. was formed because of how much of the Disney Channel stuff she was watching. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, kind of interesting and there's like a thing called fictives and factives where like you can have alters that are based off of fictional characters or um historical figures Mm. um right and it's like almost like that like you're projecting something that you've seen and it's not strictly a fictive but it's like your alter is british because that's what happened like that's how your brain Mm -hmm. processed it process this or create this um, which I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is why his accent is so weird. And like, cause I think Oscar yeah. Isaac is a good actor. I think like he could do like a good yeah. British accent. A proper one. But I think yeah, that was part of it. One. It was like, no, like it's supposed to be like an American's impression of a British accent. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Which made sense. Makes sense. It makes sense for Steven. Yeah. It makes sense for the character. So now to actually get into the, like the meat of it, uh, but again, like you can't mm-hmm. really divorce Stephen and Mark from the DID because that's such a yeah. big part of the character. Um, we open on the show, and this is when I was like, "Oh God!" Like I don't know if Lily can watch this <laughs> because we yeah. open on the show with a guy crushing glass, putting it into his shoes, mm-hmm. and then wearing the shoes. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. um, Harrow. Arthur Harrow, right. the character, like, who is our bad guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. And already you're, like, unsettled. Yeah, like, that's a d- wild way like, to start off a show. And it informs, like, every scene you see a heroine. You're like, you are stepping on glass. Mm. And yeah, I haven't noticed this, but I saw, like, someone on TikTok pointed out that every time Harrow is on screen... You can kind of mm-hmm. hear the crunching of glass. I've heard that a few times. I haven't noticed it every time, but like that obviously yeah, so makes like, sense. So like kind of remind you that that's yeah, he's, he's in, in constant he's pain. always putting himself in that pain mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And apparently that was um yep. God, um Ethan Hawke's idea that like these like crazy oh. like cultish guys always do something like yeah. wild uh so it was That's his idea to do that good it i mean a good it's a touch. good touch um and and then from Not then on wild. i was like wow this is actually hysterical because every time a fight scene happened you missed all of the action and i was like oh lily's gonna be great with this <laughs> like every yeah. time a fight scene <laughs> happened in that first episode nothing right um yeah See, so episode one is like really just set up. Like we're learning who Steven is. We're learning mm-hmm. all of his life is getting yeah. disrupted all the time. Um, he, he has this why. weird relationship with one of those like street performers that like dresses in gold and just like sits. 
And I feel so bad for that guy. I'm kind of excited to learn I about that I feel so one. bad for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, like, he's just trapped <laughs> by Steven every single time. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Um, I'm, if he ends up being on the bad guy I, side, I, I'm I will really be sad, sad. But I also will be like, I would love... Actually, no, I won't be sad. What I want is for him to be like, you are insufferable. <laughs> like, that kind of situation. <laughs> like... Yeah. I just can't imagine being at work and then like having some person sit next to me and just like unload, and just like unload the life you can't their life talk story. Back. You can't talk back. Sometimes yeah. you see it in his eyes, like I can't tell if the look in his eyes is like, wow, this guy's insane. Or like, oh yeah. like, I can't tell if it's like I'm sympathizing or not. Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be funny if he was like, God, like you drove me to this drove me to this yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so episode one we he steven like wakes up uh i don't even know where they're supposed to be egypt probably um i'm assuming episode one yeah isn't that episode one or is that episode two in episode one hit when he wakes up and travels he's somewhere in like germany he's somewhere in like picturesque alps Oh, okay. I don't know. I I don't think I paid attention to where they were really. I just was like going with the cuz they get to Cairo. They're definitely the in Egypt in the third one. I don't yes. I don't remember yes. where they are one and two. One is mostly in England until he ends up in the Alps. Okay, so I guess he wakes up at the end of episode 1 in that and I don't I didn't really remember yeah. that. Um, it's all kind of a blur. There's only 3 episodes. It's yeah. all like kind of blurred in Especially my head. when the first one and a half are mostly set up. Yeah, I know the first episode is totally set up in a way that's kind of like boring. <laughs> um, like again, I said it earlier, I was like, I feel very lackluster about this uh, series. Like I'm not, mm. like I'm invested enough that I, th- I like I want to see where it goes, but right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like eh about it. I I interested in it because i think the story is very interesting and i think oscar <clears throat> isaac is so far giving a really good performance i think it's interesting and i guess i'm kind of relieved because the trailers pitched it as much more horror-y like i thought this would be way more suspenseful i um, think that's where my disappointment and like lackluster meh is coming from yeah but again i guess it's a good thing that it's not the full-on horror trope because because of how ev- heavily involved influenced did is and so they again we don't want to fall back into like did no, is a horror vehicle we don't want to fall back into that and i i also don't want to like paint the egyptian myths as that either yeah like in any way but i thought that they were going to play with genre and so far it feels mm-hmm. very mcu yeah it's definitely very mcu like cut and dried this is an action series yeah. Um, and again, everyone's doing a good job with it. Um, it's also very PG-13. I thought we were getting, like, a Netflix-level show. Yeah. Especially with an opening like that. I thought we were getting a Netflix-level show. Um, but Maybe the no. second half is gonna be more like that. Um, you mean as, like, both, as Mark and Steven become more aware of each other? And when we learn like, more about Jake. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, because um, so far Jake's been the really violent one. Which right? is not what we thought at first, right? Right. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, episode two, we learn more about who Arthur Harrow is. Um, mm-hmm. And let me tell you, when I saw that 
every single person on the bad guy side had the scales on their wrist, <laughs> I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> because my whole last forearm is scales. Not in the same design, obviously, no, at all. completely it's, different. My, my, it my is forearm, much more intricate. My forearm tattoo is all of the symbols of justice, <laughs> which is what they claim to be. Right, yeah. Um. So there's like a blindfold, the scales, and a sword. Mm-hmm. And it's prettier. Yeah, it is. It is. This is very much a clip art tattoo. <laughs> but I genuinely was like, I cannot believe that I have the same yeah. tattoo as these people. Um, <laughs> which is, yeah, it doesn't look the same, but still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, Harrow is the avatar of um, Anut. Amit? Amit? The or... captions say A-M-M-I-T. Amit? Amit. Amit. Right. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was an N or an M. Mm-hmm. Um, so Amit, um, who, as a god, would punish people before they did great harm. Right. Which so to me it's... harkens back to the Winter Soldier. Yeah. This is like a classic moral quandary. Yeah. Right? Of, would you kill baby Hitler? Right. And even... Harrow brings it up. Like, imagine Mm -hmm. if Amit could have stopped Hitler before he got the chance, you know? Right. So he does this, like, thing. He puts his little cane on people Mm -hmm. and has it, like, swing back and forth and decide, like, if they will do great harm Mm -hmm. and kill them. And the first time we see this is with a random, like, 30s 30s aged man. And he's, and Harrow is, the scales are in his favor. And Harrow's like, you're a good person fine and then the second person we see it's like a sweet old lady is a very sweet old lady and she gets the chop red yeah yeah and it was one of those she's like i've lived a good life and he's like i believe you but you're gonna do something later and and then she dies yeah and then he kills he like sucks her life force out of her Mm, yeah and um steven woke up here with a scarab in his pocket and a lot of confusion. Yeah, also a lot of pain. He went through a very physical, like, fight. <laughs> yeah, and Kanchu is like, give Mark the body. Like, the entire, mm-hmm. like, give Mark the body. Like, Kanchu hates Steven. Yeah. And it's really funny, honestly. <laughs> um, and then, like, Harrow realizes there's a, someone tells Harrow, like, there's a outsider in the group. He says something, and then everyone, like, ducks down and it's just steven and steven mm-hmm. the the sweet baby angel that he is tells this man where he works what his yeah. full name is and where he is from yep like yeah. an idiot yeah so that when he goes home he's immediately followed he's immediately followed he goes to work mm-hmm. but again oh that's how the first episode ends we see moon knight we see that's what i thought i i, I was very confused like, this was all happening in the, in the first episode. The very yeah. end of the first episode is, um, is like, he's at work, and Harrow sends a jackal after mm-hmm. uh, Stephen, because... Not like a normal Egyptian jackal, like a full uh, myth- mythological, uh, godly jackal. Yeah. And Stephen is obviously totally terrified, and also yep. the only one who can see it, but we didn't know that yet. Right. Um, and gets chased into the bathroom, and this is where we meet Mark. Uh, yeah, Steven um, sees Mark in the mirror, 
Um, they re- they interact with each other through reflections. Yes, which is how, which I think is a clever way of like portraying like how to talk mm-hmm. to the alters, which is yeah, not, I think it works really well. Not how it happens in real life. Right. I just yeah wanted to <laughs> say that. Yeah. Um, but I, it is a clever way to portray like how they you know could talk to each other mm-hmm. in this way, like face to face in a way. Yeah, like how they would perceive each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, and. I, and it's, yeah, and it's just Mark being like, give me the body, give me the body, give me the body, so I can fight this right. thing. And Stephen is like, okay. And Mark right. fights the jackal. And that's mm-hmm. how the episode ends. And then episode two is Stephen being like, oh my god, thank god it was all a dream. Going to work yep. and realizing it was not a dream. Nope. Not a dream. <laughs> um, and he also meets Layla in yes. episode two. Um, mm-hmm. Which is Mark's wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen is like, what? Because Layla's there with divorce papers and is like, excuse mm-hmm. me, why would anyone divorce this woman? Yeah. <laughs> and Layla is like very confused because she's like, what is this game you're playing right now? Right. Um, I wish, I wish that at one point when Mark does get the body back, just straight up says to Layla, like, mm-hmm. I, I have the ID. Like, like right. just say it. <laughs> just mm-hmm, say it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't I don't know why. She picks up Oh, on, she picks up on, on it. it. She, like, is like, aware. Like, right away. Yeah. Because, like, the, more, the longer she talks to Stephen, the more she's like, he truly believes, like, he is Stephen Grant. Yeah. Like, this is... This is not the situation I thought it and was. And Stephen Grant, like, loves Egyptian uh, mythology and, like, mm-hmm. is learning how to read the hieroglyphics and mm-hmm. um, the whole thing. Like, and right. that's something that Layla likes. And Stephen loves a poet that's Layla's favorite poet. And that might just mm-hmm. be, like, I don't know, some bleed through of memory right. from Mark. Um, but regardless. Um, and... Like, she's just, no, she's just seeing, like, this is not my husband. Um, Right. And um, in episode two, we get another fight with uh, Harrow and his goonies, and we learn more about Harrow and and, um, Amut and that whole thing. And um, it's a lot of exposition in these first two episodes. A lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. And, like, understandable, we need to learn a lot about these characters, who they are. Like, there's stuff that we need to know, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it's just following that uh, Marvel uh, pattern uh, yeah. formula of we have more time for exposition, so we're going to give you all the exposition in the first two episodes. And then the second two episodes mm-hmm. are going to be, like, the... Getting into, getting the, story. into the story. We're going to start setting it up. Uh, the last two episodes are, like, the climax. Um Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just like a long movie, which is <laughs> one of our biggest complaints about these shows has been like, it's just a long right. movie and they don't know how to write TV and they should be writing TV and they should be writing an actual mini series, but not like, mm-hmm. but they're just writing a long movie, which right. is frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, we meet Mr. Knight in episode two, which is just Steven when he gets to like, Summon oh, is that the yeah, name? Yeah, when Steven summons the suit, <laughs> when he's, he's Mr. Knight. A suit suit? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just love when Mark was like, what are you doing? What, what is that? What did you put us in? <laughs> and Mark, and Steven's just like, I, you said a suit. A, you said a, a suit. suit. This is a suit. It's not a suit. 
I like when Steven's like, oh, I think we look kind of good. And Mark is like, no. You look like a Colonel Sanders mother. <laughs> like, it's so great. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I, I think that their interactions are fun. Like, I want more of it. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I, I, I love the most. And like, I think I started saying it earlier in the episode of, um, it's funny. Like, I feel like you should be naming more actors, but it's just Oscar oh, yeah. Isaac. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing a very good yeah. job. It's just Oscar Isaac, like it's. But I feel like there should be more being said about like him. Um, mm. We also learned that Konshu has his eyes set on the next Avatar, which is Layla, which is why Mark is trying to get distance between himself and Layla because right. he doesn't want Layla to be, be bound be, to servitude. I think pretty much is yeah. what this deal this yeah. deal is. Um, and so episode three. Uh, Harrow has gotten the scarab, which is basically a compass, a compass. to Amut's temple, or, or where, where she, she was buried. buried. Um, and he wants to resurrect Amut. Um, mm-hmm. She can pass judgment on the world, on humanity. Yeah. Um, and Kanshu is like, I is very against this because he's very much like, and I think the rest of the gods are as well, but they have no like proof. Um, and right. don't believe Kanchu because Kanchu has in the past, like, acted, acted out. out and threatened the, uh, threatened, uh, the secret of their presence, mm. um, which is why he's kind of on the outs with all of them in episode three when we meet the rest of the, the avatars of the gods and that the gods. That makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Kanshu has said, like, I just don't want to pass judgment on people before they do something. Like, and, and Steven right. is out here being like, do you kill kids? Like, asking right. the important yeah. questions, and Arthur Harrow yeah. is not saying no. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And so in, in episode three, we, uh, Kanshu calls on the rest of the gods to, to meet, to, uh, mm-hmm. discuss the issue at hand. Uh, because with... Which, I did not like this scene. I thought it was interesting. What I didn't like... I didn't... Obviously, Arthur is gonna do this move, but I was, like... Right. Annoyed that he used his mental health uh, against Mark, Mark in that situation. Because Mark is mostly the f- fronting, fronted. you said, in Mark this third is, episode? Yeah, yeah, fronting the most in the third episode, yeah. Um, and... It, it was just them being like, hey, we don't like Kanshu, so we don't want to believe him. We've summoned Haro. Yeah. Haro lies, because we know he's lying. Um, right. And, but the other guys don't, and it's this whole situation. Uh, Which is why I didn't like it. The scene felt unnecessary, because it was ultimately a sham. Was... So they just, they they had this really cool set, and like we got to like meet all the Egyptian gods for, like, a minute and whatever. And then it ultimately didn't do anything for the rest of the plot. It didn't do anything for the story. And I was really annoyed with it because it felt extravagant. The point of the scene to me was to tell us that Kanshu was on the outs with the other gods. To yeah. show us that... Um, the gods are fairly disinterested in humanity. Yes. Kind of. That one of the avatars is on his side on Mark's side, mm-hmm. and that's how they get the clue to finding the sarcophagus that has the map yeah. to Amut's uh, 
uh, burial site. Um, and that leads to like why by the end of the episode, uh, Amut gets, not Amut, uh, Kanchu gets, Kanchu, uh, encased, encased in stone. Uh, so I think like, that's why it was there. Yeah, it like it served the point in its episode, but like overarching, I, mean, I just don't... it didn't need to be that long. I, I was not, I just didn't like. We the don't scene. know where it's if if it's gonna be important later. You know, we don't know yet. It's mm-hmm. like the third yeah. episode. We're only halfway through the show. Um, yeah, it was also the way that all of the gods immediately just believed Alex Harrow for like from the get, like. I was like, all right, I, I understand what's happening here. We're, we are experiencing the frustration of the main ca- character. But, like, this I, is ridiculous. I genuinely think it's because they have a prejudice sham. against Kanshu. Like, the, yeah. Just, like, from the jump, yeah. Uh, which is why when, at the end of the episode, Kanshu and um, Steven bring back the stars to 2,000 years ago. Yeah. He gets encased in stone. Like, that's yeah. literally why yeah. that's happening, you know? Um and yeah that's like i feel like that's the majority of what's happening in this like first three episodes um yeah we normally don't do this much recap but i mean that's all this the first three were it's just just laying out so much of the story like um what i do think is interesting right is that something that we should have known not should have known, but, like, I, I'm thinking back on it, right? So in the first episode, Stephen has a date with one of the tour guides at a steakhouse. Right. And Stephen is a vegetarian, so, like, why would he ever suggest a steakhouse, <laughs> right? Um, mm-hmm. And... He's also, apparently, like, really charming and flirtatious and, with her. Because, like, we kind of get that, that vibe that he, he won her over. He yes. asked her on a date. And then Stephen yes. is very timid. And so... We're like, okay, okay, so this must be Mark. Like, Mark must be doing that. And then we find out Mark is married. Mm. But, like, at that point, we kind of forgot about right. the date, right? Mm. But why is Mark asking anybody out on a date when he's married? Right, right. Why is Mark going to Stephen's job at the gift shop when he's married? Mm. And, like, has this whole other life situation happening, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's what I... Like, when you think back on it, you're like, oh, they were laying the hints down about the third altar from the from the jump. Like right. that's that's Jake. Right. And now right, right, right. it leads it kind of makes you think like in the first episode when Mark is not Mark, oh when Steven is blacking out, was that Mark or was that Jake mm-hmm. committing right. those acts of violence? Yeah. Because we've seen now that Mark does have a soft side. Because Mark um Conchu yeah. tells Mark to bring a kid to like the edge of a cliff. But Mark doesn't actually want to kill him. And Mark's just like, like scare him. He doesn't want to do it. Um, and right. then the kid like cuts his scarf and falls to his death on his own. Um, right. Commits self unaliving. I'm, I'm on TikTok too much. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, you, you know, you see that Mark doesn't like. He's a mercenary, but like he's a mercenary with a code. Like he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to just like. Right. Yeah. He's not. He's cool. not cruel. Um. And we see in episode three that, like, they're both waking up and being, like, or Mark's in, Mark's in, Mark's in the body do? and Steven's, co- like, co-conscious being, like, yeah, what did you do? What did you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mark's, like, mm-hmm. I didn't do this. And Steven clearly didn't do right. this. 
because he can't do this. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, that's like, oh, there's someone else. There's someone else. There's another altar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to learn yeah. about this guy. Um, and yeah. I just think it's interesting, though, the, the way they kind of set up our knowledge of him in the first episode, but, like, we assume it's going to be Mark, but then we, you know, like, learn more information to be like, no, that couldn't have been Mark. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. very interested to yeah. meet Jake. Yeah. It's also, like, now that you mention it, because I just hadn't put these things together, I didn't, I definitely didn't put any of the clues together until both Mark and Steven were like, what's happening? Um, but it also, like, it seems like Jake is hiding Mark's life from Mark, if that makes sense, because, like, the... F- the phone that Layla can contact is hidden away in the apartment. There's like a storage, there's key to a storage locker, things like that. So it seems like Mark, Jake is trying to keep Mark out of, out of his life. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it seems like Mark doesn't know Jake and Steven doesn't know Jake and Steven didn't even know Mark until a little, Mm. not too long ago. Um, So I think like, I think you know, that's also a thing. Like, pe- people aren't aware of certain mm. altars. Like, that's accurate to DID. Like, the, the, you might not know that an altar mm-hmm. exists until something happens for that altar right. to emerge for some reason or not. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, the DID is like a stealth illness. So um, Jake is probably, you know, living Stephen's life because... Mm-hmm. like that's just what the body does like you're supposed to go to work and you're supposed right. to do this and blah, 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 blah. so mm-hmm. um oh the fish that's the other oh my god i guess fish. that's the other hint um something something happens to his fish and one something happens to steven's fish and one of the altars replaces it and, and that's you know when like but we have no reason to believe that that's not mark yeah i was also imagining because the the pet store owner in this conversation was like you did this yesterday all of our fish have yeah. two fins, blah, blah. So I'm kind of a, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be like patronizing when I use the word, but I thought it was very endearing or like kind, I guess, that the altar was looking out. Yeah. For I mean, I, that's why I a, think a, it was in a Mark, way of like Mark being yeah. like, I need a goldfish with only one fin. So that, because I think yeah. the other <laughs> thing that's driving Mark to keep Steven in the, he doesn't want Steven he doesn't to know. Want Steven if Steven to know. knows, then he gets in the way. Yeah. And Conch, the whole deal he has with Conchu is that Steven won't get in the way. Um, right. But now Steven yeah. is getting in the way, and that's why Conchu is, like, debating, like, oh, well, you're going back on your deal, so. Yeah, do yeah. I need to move on to a new person? Yes. Um, your wife. And it's, like, like, that's why I think it's Mark, because Mark is, like, trying his best to make sure that Steven doesn't think anything is wrong. But maybe... Right. Jake is the one that is kind of like leaving the hints for Steven Mm. to become aware, you know, like setting up the date. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe. Oh, right. Maybe like he charged the phone and put it back so Steven could hear it ringing. Like, who knows? Like, right. There's a lot of things that could have been that but uh, yeah we don't know jake yet so we can't really confirm or deny what Mm -hmm. things he has done i hadn't even heard of well i hadn't heard anything about moon knight before the show even started um had you 
or did was this all stuff that you'd heard about like once the show was announced so what yeah a lot of this is stuff that i learned once it was announced like i learned about moon knight and i the only thing i knew was like oh egyptian a lot of stuff with egyptian mythology mark Mm -hmm. specter is jewish he has did um Mm. and i've learned about i only learned about jake in like the last like week or so from the last episode you know um but yeah so like that's kind of where i'm at like i just kind of have been learning as i go i'm not like i haven't gone into this like looking up who mark is or who moon knight Mm. is i just kind of wanted to experience it see what's going on like what i learn i learn you know that makes sense what i will say is that um because we have time and i i want to talk about it i was told that or i learned that um moon knight is to judaism as daredevil is to catholicism oh what yeah that like mark specter's jewishness is like Mm -hmm. a core part of his character Mm. and you can't separate it out the way that you can't separate his did out like you can't Mm. separate matt from his catholicism right because that's a part of the character so much of his character right so much the catholic guilt is just like rolling off of him in waves you know Um, (laughs) yeah so like every single moment of like jewishness Mm-hmm. that has been presented for uh, Mark uh, or Steven mm-hmm. has been a blink and you miss it moment. Mm. There's a mezuzah on the door. Right, uh, right. He's wearing a Star of David. But like, mm. it's so small and like so buried on his person that you don't even notice. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I I just like think it's annoying. <laughs> that is really annoying. Because, okay, so... Only thing I saw before I started watching this show was a lot of, like, the... A lot of people were saying that, like, so far Moon Knight has done a really good job with, like, the Egyptian representation. And... Which is great. It, so far it has. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, what is... Is Oscar Isaac Egyptian? So I don't think so the I, character is supposed to be Egyptian. No, he's not. But so I saw that, and I was immediately confused on Oscar Isaac's uh, ethnicity, so I had to Google it. And when I was looking up oscar isaac's background one of the first things that came up was an article about being like a lot of people are unhappy oscar isaac was cast when he's not jewish yeah um and i think that there is like technicalities about him being jewish that was the article i read is that he it's in his family he's not practicing but it is in his family but um there are a lot of people who can speak on this better than I am, but I, I can. Uh, Judaism is an ethno-religion. It is more than just, mm-hmm. like, choosing to be Jewish and practicing uh, Jewish Judaism. Um, yeah, it's something on his mom's side. Well, that's, like, what I've learned is also, um, you know, a... Not contentious, but, like, it, it, you, you can be a patrilineal Jewish person, um, mm. but the, the, the way that it is thought is that, like, um, Jewishness is passed through the mother or like your, your, oh. your being Jewish is passed through your mother, you know? So like oh. technically, right. Um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are patrilineal Jews because their right. mom is not Jewish. It's their father who's Jewish. Their mother right. is Ro- uh, uh, Roma. Right. Right. Um, so like that is, you know 
things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't know the intricacies of it. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure if it... it I don't, I don't know enough about it to keep talking about it, but like, that's right. um, yeah. all I know is that, uh, Oscar Isaac is not like Jewish, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. by all meanings of the word. And there have been a lot of people talking about that and that like, even though he has like some connection to Judaism, that doesn't make him mm-hmm. Jewish. Um, right. and like, it's totally understandable. Like so many times in the MCU, have there have been Jewish characters that have been completely whitewashed? It, you know, mm-hmm. it's not um, Elizabeth Olsen's fault that she was cast as Scarlet Witch. She's doing a great job as Scarlet Witch. The character right. is Jewish. Right. The character yeah. is Jewish and Roma. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she should be played by a character by an actor who is yeah. uh, Roma and Jewish, but she's not. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer that this is a trend in the MCU that can honestly, that like, because the MCU is so big and they're ch- choosing characters, I don't know, I'm not gonna say this about Scarlet Witch, but like Moon Knight, who's not as well known, that they can get away with it because yeah. it's they do not have, as well known um, of a character. a consultant, a Judaism consultant. Um, oh, for Moon Knight? For Moon Knight. Okay. They're listed in the credits and um, she's actually a rabbi. So mm. I'm hoping that like something happens to make it more clear that's not just like well look you can sort of see that Mm -hmm, he's jewish mm -hmm. right but like it's not explicit um Mm -hmm. i it's just disappointing because as many jewish creators that i've seen on tiktok talk about like the mcu was created by jewish people not the mcu marvel was created by jewish people like so many of the characters that we know and love were created by jewish people um there is like people uh there's like a theory of captain america being a jewish golem um oh yeah like uh, i i know yeah yeah, i vaguely know what you're talking about um it's like this uh creature myth in judaism of like creating a a person out of clay and they are Mm -hmm. like representative whatever um i i don't know much about it but like that's just that um right uh peter parker is often jewish coded like there's a lot Mm. of a lot of characters in the mcu who are jewish but that gets erased time and time and time again Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not, that's fair. not fair because that's not Jewish fair. people created a lot of these characters and mm-hmm. they're just not getting the recognition, recognition the respect, the representation, representation yeah. that they deserve. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought that like Moon Knight was going to be at least like a step in the right direction. Maybe this is a step in the right direction, um, right. but it's not perfect. Right. Um, right. And it's uh, ultimately disappointing that they didn't mm-hmm, choose mm-hmm. to be more explicit with it the way that, like, Daredevil was explicit with Matt's Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Like, you just can't... There are pillars to certain characters, and mm-hmm. this is one of Mark Spector's pillars. Right. And, that makes um, sense. So I just saw a uh, TikTok that, like, the traumatic event of Mark's childhood that causes the DID, um, mm-hmm. which again, I don't 
I don't know much more about the backstory in the comics, um, and I will say just again that like DID is caused through re- repetitive traumatic uh, mm. experiences during childhood, um, like mm. early early childhood. But the the right. traumatic event for Mark Spector in the comics was um, as a child he discovered that his uh, rabbi was a Nazi serial killer. Which, oh. like, good for the rabbi. Like, I'm not mad. But, yeah, like, just watching processing. someone kill someone right. is traumatic. How, how old is Mark Spector supposed to be? Right now? He, yeah, well... Sorry, I'm just thinking, like, it's one of those things, like, World War II wasn't that long ago. So I'm just, like, thinking backwards through everyone's ages and be like, yeah, no, that's that's totally possible. I mean, like, maybe the backstory is different in the show. Like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time um, not sympathizing with a Nazi serial killer. Like, like he kills Nazis. Right. Not that he is a Nazi. Like, he kills yeah, Nazis. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't have a hard time... <laughs> sympathizing with a character like that much like i don't have a yeah. hard time sympathizing with eric lencher in the first first class movie um oh going right, on a yeah, hunt yeah, for yeah. nazis and killing them like i'm not mad right i support yeah. that <laughs> you know yeah. um but i can understand as a child witnessing that yeah that's not a good that's not a good thing for a, a that's, small young that's child. a traumatic thing to witness i understand that mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know um, I, yeah, but we don't know the backstory. We don't mm. know the cause. We may never know the cause. They may never like spell it out or tell us or show us. Mm-hmm. And that's fine too. Yeah. Um, yeah. not what happened to him isn't necessarily as important of like what he's doing now, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also just PSA to anyone who's listening. If you know someone or find out that you know someone with this disorder do not ask them how it happened <laughs> i just i just really feel the need to say that don't ask anybody I, a, why they have the a part of me is like is that a thing but of course that's a thing i i i know how society yeah, works don't, don't ask someone Man. why they have ptsd don't ask someone why they have did mm. don't ask them any of that especially if you don't know the person or you don't right. know them well like, maybe eventually, if you know that person, they'll tell you. Right. But, like, that's not, like, small that's talk. That's decision. Yeah. And it's not up to you when you get to know that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially yeah. if they're strangers on the internet. So, like, don't, from my suggestion, uh, go to yeah. these YouTubers that I mentioned earlier. And yeah. ask them what happened to them. Don't do it. Because, quite right. frankly, you can kind of guess. And you don't need to re-traumatize that person by asking them how it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just not do that. <laughs> anyway, that was the first three episodes of uh, Moon Knight. I'm excited. So far, it it feels like a standard yeah. Marvel show. Um, I don't think it's going to do anything amazing, but it, so far it doesn't look terrible. No, it doesn't. it doesn't look terrible. I'm just... I wish... I wish they would get someone who knew how to write TV. Um, <laughs> and I wish they would get someone to do literally anything with genre. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I don't need it to be horror. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just wish they were like, hey, we're telling a story. What kind of story is it? Like, is it a right, mystery? Yeah. Is it is it a uh, like Indiana Jones, like an archaeologist adventure? That's kind of what they're trying to go for. Yeah. We'll see if they do it. Doesn't feel that way. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in seeing the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe by the end of this, the next three episodes, I'll be like completely changed my mind. But at the moment, I'm just kind of like, eh, like I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Not but it's, mad. It's a it's a show, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. And you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And you can email us at EMFangirls at gmail.com. We are also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all those places. And if you liked this episode, it would really help us out if you rated and reviewed us. Review. Review is the important word. Um, on mm-hmm. iTunes. And also you can like rate us on spotify now which is cool but yeah do that too um okay. and i have a tiktok at some fangirl mm-hmm. thank you to dexter Britton for letting us use their song wonderland and thanks to us for editing and producing mm-hmm.